All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Sukera, the managing partner of the good folks there at the AKW Group here in Akron. This half hour, we're going to talk about investing in individual stocks and the stock market and taking your questions at any time at 330-673-1234 or listening online call us toll free at 800-669-4100 Walt uh, another record setting week on Wall Street but still I hear some investors grousing doesn't anything make you guys happy? <laughs> oh Bob we've been pretty happy for some time I mean this market has been uh, still really on an upturn and the returns have been been good you know, I mean, if you look at the S&P and the Dow, as you said, the S&P hit a fresh high of 4,839.81, up 1.5% for the year now. Um, you know, last week was, a, again, an interesting week. Uh, the market kind of is recalibrating a little bit um, as the economic data keeps coming in. Uh, there's that thought of whether the Fed is going to start cutting rates in March or whether it'll be later in the year and this ongoing debate will go on and we'll, we'll only see when those uh, you know federal open market committee meetings happen and the first one will be in March and uh, you know when they get there they'll evaluate the data and there'll be more data you know from here to March and you know they'll make a decision but I think the you know the market was really reading in early on that you know we get many rate cuts this year up to six um, now the Fed governors are starting to talk and you know they're they're saying maybe more like three cuts this year. So, but but again, the trend is going to be down. We're going to see interest rates come down probably through the year. Um, the economic data is coming in still mixed. Again, a surprising amount of strong data and, and some weak data here and there. But again, enough strength to you know, probably let the Fed be pretty uh, diligent here and keep rates higher if they want to do that. But. For the week, we saw the S&P 500 up 55 points. That's 1.2% for the week. And year-to-date, the S&P 500 index is now up 1.5%. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 270 points. That's a 0.7%. Year-to-date, we're up a half a percent, 0.5% for the year on the Dow. Uh, the NASDAQ had a good week. Those uh, tech stocks came flying back again. Uh, up 338 points, up 2.3% for the week, and the NASDAQ now is up 2% year-to-date. And the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks were off 0.3% for the week. Uh, small mid-cap stocks still struggling, down 4.1% year-to-date. It's uh, been an area that uh, has great promise, but, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been tough in those small mid-cap stocks, Bob. And, of course, we had some, uh, as you say, some pretty good uh, reports last week for statistics and the like. The December retail sales report, the housing starts for that month, and initial jobless claims are all stronger 
than expected, and the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index for January was even ahead of the estimates, highest level since 2021. Inflation expectations are declining to about 2.9%. That'd be a rate not seen in uh, more about three years. So these are all good numbers, and I guess that's what's contributing to the stocks being as, as good as they are. Yeah, I mean, the economy's still strong. Um, you know, the, the, the worry is if inflation will go away or if it'll rear its ugly head again and, and what the Fed will do with interest rates. You know, the interest rates really will drive the market, um, Bob, as we've seen. You know, lower rates are, are strong, good for the market and higher rates are, are tougher for the market as far as stocks go. But the economic data has been good. You know, companies are doing well. Consumers continue to spend. Uh, we saw that in the retail sales, you know, uh, people out there spending freely during the holidays. Uh, jobless claims fell to the lowest point more than a year. Uh, the Fed manufacturing index can, you know, continues to signal a little bit of a contraction, which is a good, good, good test at a point for the Fed. Um, but again, we're, we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, as the data keeps coming in and, and what the Fed will do. And of course, we got a election year, so the political situation is going to heat up as well. And, Still have a pretty unstable geopolitical situation, so still, still a wall of worry out there that investors have to continue to, to climb over. Now, traditional investments like stocks, bonds, and cash are what most people are looking at when they hear a program like this and looking to invest in. But with the recent run-up in the value of uh, real estate, a lot of folks have a sizable investment in their homes. Now, how can you compare home ownership as an investment with uh, these other cash items like stocks, bonds, and in the dollars? It's a, it's a good question, Bob. You know, I, I think um, real estate has become a big part of uh, people's portfolios. It's, it's probably the single biggest asset that most, uh, you know, most uh, people buy in their life, you know, their home. And I think, you know, a home over years uh, tends to be a good investment. Of course, we've seen the run-up in values here in the last few years in homes. You know, home prices uh, really took off, uh, you know, after the pandemic. And, you know, I think the value of home ownership went up quite a bit. But it's, it's interesting looking back at the data. There's really good data out on the New York Stern um, University website. Aswath Damodian, professor there, does a lot of uh, historical asset return classes. He's added real estate to this data. And if you look at it over the long run, you know, stocks, uh, if you go back to 1928 through 2023, stocks have given you about 9.8%, uh, bonds about 4.6%. Cash about 3.3%. Real estate, 4.2%. Gold, about 4.9%. So, I mean, just looking at some of those different asset classes. Now, in the last 10 years, real estate's been really strong, up 10.2% on real estate. So, last 10 years, you know, recency, uh, we, we see, you know, home, home values uh, appreciating a lot. and People see it as a good investment, and a lot of people are still buying homes. But uh, stocks over the long run have still been where the asset classes give you the best returns possible. Now, commercial real estate, many mutual funds out there invest in commercial real estate, office buildings and the like. Uh, it seems to me that since the pandemic, office buildings and office space has taken a real hit as folks were starting to work from home. And now we see big companies like Progressive actually downsizing, selling off buildings because so many people are going to stay working from home throughout the, their careers. Is that going to, again, what kind of investment would that be when you look at, we're looking into commercial real estate? Well, you know, commercial illustrates a very specialized, uh, you know, type of investment. Uh, it takes big dollars uh, to, to invest there. Um, there are real estate investment trusts that allow you to participate in that as a smaller investor. But, 
You're right, Bob. I mean, you got to look at the areas. Um, you got to look at the, what industries uh, the commercial real estate, you know, is playing into. Um, you know, tech real estate has still been pretty strong. You know, warehouse real estate, but general office space. You're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of shifts and how people are working, and and you know, there's a lot of competition out there for uh, you know, class A space, class B space. You know, different different types of real estate. So. Uh, still, still a good area, but again, I think you got to be pretty selective and make sure you do your homework before you put any money in, in commercial real estate. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're talking about investing in individual stocks in the American stock market. If you have any questions, you can call us at 330-673-1234. Time now to look at the trends and insights that Walt has uh, observed during the past week, and considering that he wants people to think for themselves, these interesting pieces of data, surveys, and the like can help you do just that. Uh, China, births in China declined by a half a million Last year, according to official Chinese statistics, that is fewer than half the births seen in 2016 after China ended its one-child rule per family. 2022 seemed to be the turning point, the first drop in births in China since the early 1960s. Now, China still has a billion people. Well, what does that really mean, that their births are down about a half a million? Well, Bob, I think it just shows those those policies that they had, the, the one-child policy for a long time, it, it's come to kind of, you know, hit them a little bit. I mean, you want a growing, um, you know, population. A growing population brings more workers, more young people into the workforce. And, you know, whenever you see a decline in births, I mean, it is concerning. Um, and also, you know, they've had a lot of COVID deaths uh, over there in, in China uh, the last couple of years, you know, really impacted by that uh, that virus. Uh, so it's it's very interesting to watch, and and again, it, it impacts these emerging markets. You know, China was always thought of as the, the number one emerging market to be in, and now we're you know we're kind of looking at other markets, uh, India, you know, Brazil. Uh, there's other emerging markets that maybe uh, because of the the rising population and, and the economies and what they have going on, there's there's better places maybe to look. And China continues to struggle. So uh just just important to keep an eye on you know as you're thinking about your investments and uh where you're going to put your money bonuses we just ended the big christmas bonus season and we see that the average us worker bonus fell in december down 21% just over $2100 every single industry posted a decline in bonuses now while again pressure on wages keeps continuing to push them up is that why bonuses are not as popular as they were well, I, I think bonuses, Bob, again, you know, labor is the biggest expense out there in the workforce. And, you know, companies are, you know, trying to continue to grow their profits and, you know, continue to, to do what they need to do to satisfy shareholders. So, again, you know, those bonuses get tightened up a little bit. And, and that's what we've seen uh, last year. You know, there's they're high, giving big wages to get people to move and, you know, getting people in the workforce. But as far as the bonuses go, once you're working, they're, they're starting to pull those back a little bit. So a very interesting trend to pay attention to. College tuition. College tuition rose 12% on average from uh, 2010 to 2022, according to the National Center for Education Statistics and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. After adjusting for inflation, college tuition has increased 747% since 1963. 
U.S. News and World Report says the average cost of tuition this year for the college is $42,000 at private colleges, $23,000 plus for out-of-state students at public universities, and nearly $11,000 a year for in-state residents at public schools. I'm so glad I went to college back in the 70s because these are incredible. I don't know how people can even do this. Uh, it's hard, and and this is a real planning issue, Bob. I mean, when we talk, I know Kevin works a lot, um, especially the grandparents. We have a lot of older clients, but grandparents trying to make you know, meaningful, uh, you know, contributions to their grandkids, and you know, working with five twenty nine plans and so forth. You know, to put money away uh, for college. These are these are really important plans to consider. Uh, you know, to make sure that, that kids have the chance to go to college. Uh, we're, we're lucky here in Ohio. Um, you know, the tuition and fees are less, uh, about $8,100 for uh, state residents and, you know, 18400 for out-of-state residents. So, you know, Ohio's a little lower than the national average. But you're right, Bob, these are big costs, and, and you got to really plan uh, for these expenses. And the sooner you start to do that, the better. So. As I said, Kevin is kind of our 529 expert in the office. If anybody out there has questions about 529s, give Kevin a call. He'd be more than happy to share his expertise. Do you ever recommend that somebody take out student loans to go to college or a family take out student loans, or should you avoid that trap altogether? Oh, yeah, some, some people have to, Bob. And, again, being a college professor for all the years I was there, I, I think there are some benefits to college. I, I think, you know, Kids really need to think uh, about the, the type of degree they're pursuing to make sure it leads to employment. Um, you know, there's a lot of degrees out there where, you know, uh, you get to the end and you know, the graduate is kind of raising their hands and not knowing where they're really headed, and that's a, that's a shame. But, you know, the accounting degrees, nursing degrees, I mean, there are degrees out there that, that will lead you to a job. And, and I think that's why the, the you know, the uh, – Colleges, the you know, Stark State, and some of these uh, uh, technical colleges are doing really well because, again, they're providing education leading to employment. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you go to school, I think, to get educated, but also to, to have a job at the end. And um, so loans, as long as you can service them and, it, you know, there's some future reward, then they're not bad. But uh, loans, if you're going to get to a place where you really can't repay them, then that's, that's horrible. And, uh, Unfortunately, we see that a lot with uh, with college. As John Belushi said, an animal house, seven years of college down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on now to Stock Talk, the time that you get to call up and ask uh, Walt Secure about any particular stock issues that you're interested in. He's got 30 years plus of a dealing in stocks. He's got every information at his fingertips. So if you want to give us a call right now to ask about those issues, do so. 330-673-1234 is our local number here in Akron, Ohio. Listening online, you can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. So let's take a look at what's happening in the world of, a, of a financial reports. Goldman Sachs reported a 65% earnings per share EPS gain. Revenue up 7%, beating the forecasts. Morgan Stanley, though, they missed on earnings amid some pretty big charges they took against their earnings. Uh, Super Regional Banks, PNC, and Truist, and U.S. Bank Corp. reported mixed results. All these regional banks are now starting to come in with the quarterly financials. What does that trend tell you about the banking industry? Bob, you know, it's, it's a challenge out there. You know, again, we're seeing the big banks. 
Uh, you know, Goldman Sachs, as we said, it had incredible numbers. A lot of that is coming from their asset management, their their trading, um, you know, comp- uh, department, and again, you know, really strong financial institution. We've we've liked Goldman for many many years. Uh, we don't own it currently, but again, it's always on the top of our list as far as high quality financial firms. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of mixed results. You know. Um, you know, when you look through the regionals and the super regionals, you know, PNC had a tough quarter, uh, down 7% in revenue, 9% in profits. So it, it, it's just as you look, there's winners and losers, Bob. And I, and I think this is, this is really a stock picker's market. You know, you really have to be focused, I think, on individual companies because I, I don't know if industries overall are just going to carry it. Um, you know, so for us, it's, it's that individual stock game, you know, looking at, uh, Ideas, knowing them well, knowing what you own, and, and making sure you have a, a good portfolio of your best ideas. Let's take the calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group in Akron. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. <laughs> good morning, Ken. How are you this Sunday? Good. Looks like a snow globe out here. It's beautiful, beautiful. Hey, I wanted to yeah. thank you for a while back. You recommended Buckle, and uh, I haven't needed any new buckles for my belt, or I haven't seen one of those stores, but... I noticed uh, we're going to be getting a uh, must be a special dividend. So gonna, on Tuesday or Friday, the twenty-sixth, they're going to pay two dollars and fifty cents plus another thirty-five cents. Did you happen to see that in, on your in Barrons? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Buckle is they they paid a couple of those special dividends, and uh, it's a really good retailer. I mean, they they do a good job, and they reward their shareholders through those dividends. And that's uh, it's nice to see. Um, I'm, get page. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, no, no, okay. What were you going to say, Ken? I was going to say i got to get out to try some thighs at Wingstop and, and get a new belt buckle, get out of here sometime and see some of the, see some of the companies. But I wanted to ask you, are you doing anything uh, in Mexico? Uh, I noticed uh, uh, it, they drink a lot of that Corona and also uh, the Coca-Cola stock. The Coca-Cola FEMSA is mm-hmm. a is the is a, is a Coke stock for uh, Mexico. The symbol KOF, and that's done far better than the KO, the regular Coca-Cola stock. KOF. If you ever, uh, you know, I, I it looks like Russia and everybody's investing and in, in going to Mexico, building factories and. Is there any way you're playing uh, Mexico? Is there, a, is there ETF or anything that you're watching? Uh, not directly. You know, again, a lot of our companies are multinationals, and they they have you know sales and, and operations in Mexico. Uh, but yeah, I, I've looked at uh, KOF before, the Coca Cola uh, FEMSA. Uh, you know, it's a good holding, and uh, you know, I think you know, there's other ideas out there, Ken. But again, for us, it's it's just really focusing on those multinationals that have that uh, ability to you know drive some revenue down in that region. Yeah, I used to like to go to Barnes and Noble and Montrose years ago. They had CDs you could listen to, listen to them before you played them, and and their stock, Barnes and Noble Education, B N E D B N E D. I know it's nothing you would recommend to your people, but it's eighty six cents and. Uh, uh, I got some good inform- good reports. Uh, uh, they closed a bunch of stores. You probably never looked at that one, but you pr- is Barnes and Noble still in Montrose? 
There is a Barnes & Noble at Montrouge, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anyway, I didn't know. That's a penny stock, but it's uh, interesting because it did run up to $1.85 or $2, and now it's back down. But anyway, it's just one of those. I can't I can't get away from these speculative issues. It gets, it gets me <laughs> exciting. Good thing I don't go to a casino. I might lose, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, consumer can and speculator can, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just depends what side of the coin you're on, right? Well, only 2% of my portfolio is in speculation, so right. I'm not well, going to go broke. But I, it, it makes life interesting, but I hate to see them go down, you know? Sure, <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Okay, well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right. You Thank you for calling. You're on WNIR with Walt Secure. Go ahead. Yes, <clears throat> Walt. Uh, my shining star for the week was SMCI, up 111 points. And that stock was featured on this program i uh, hope that some of your listeners took advantage of that because it was really uh one that uh made it for us all right yeah so i'm going to get off the line and listen to what you have to say thank you yeah thanks thanks jerry for the call yeah super microcomputer smci uh we own that in our small mid cap portfolio uh jerry you're right it had a unbelievable day on friday up about 35 percent 36 percent of 111 Hours closed at 423. Um, again, this is a stock that's playing into that artificial intelligence. They make the hardware uh, that uh, really is used out there, the computers, the uh, some of the routing equipment and so forth is used in the, in the AI. And uh, they, they pre-announced, they said they have some great earnings come in, and the stock shot up. And uh, this stock's been on quite a roll. If you go back, uh, you know, the, the beginning of 20. Three, I think we were around eighty-seven dollars a share, and now we're at four twenty-three. So this is a stock that continues to perform, and uh, you know we continue to be a holder at this point. Again, some good questions at three three zero six seven three one two three four. We continue to have lines open for you to talk to Walt Secura on Stock Talk. Getting back to some of those uh, quarterly reports, Taiwan Semiconductor says they're going to have a great twenty twenty four, despite the fact that their fourth quarter earnings and U.S. shares were down twenty three percent. Revenue down 4% to still nearly $20 billion. It was the fourth straight quarter of declining sales for Taiwan Semiconductor, but they say that 2024 is going to give them revenue growth above 20%, and they're crediting the artificial intelligence chips for that supposed increase. So the investors are buying that. The stock surged upwards, and many other chip stocks went up with that. Is this a time to buy these chip stocks, uh, Walter? Should we wait and see if there's going to be a little dip coming up? I mean, I think they're having their move, and um, you know, probably sooner than later, because again, they will they will continue to increase here if this uh, momentum is stays, and and you know, they're able to deliver the results that a lot of these companies say they're going to deliver. So, uh, we think it's an important part of the portfolio. Um, there's there's a lot of different ways to play it. So, uh, I'd, I'd say having some money in semiconductors and. Yeah, you know, looking at artificial intelligence as a trend is definitely a, a good way to have some of your money position. Now, Tesla continues to cut prices on their cars early this year as they try to get more demand there. Latest price cuts in Europe put the focus on Tesla margins, potential 2024 profit struggles with their quarter, fourth quarter earnings due out this Wednesday. Now, Tesla is a holding in your core equity portfolio, and in spite of a, the apparent uh, softening of the stock, you don't seem to be eager to, uh, to dump it to this point. Uh, we're going to look at this uh, Wednesday's report, Bob. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely on our watch list. 
And, uh, you know, we're not, uh, again, we're long-term investors. We don't panic, but at the same time, there's a lot of trends here that are working against Tesla. And, you know, we're, we're going to take a hard look at this report, you know, listen to the earnings report, dive into the research around the report, and, you know, see if we can uh, firm up our commitment to the stock or if, if we're, you know, those concerns are going to continue to rise. So it, it is a critical point. It's a critical report this Wednesday. That's why we look at these quarterly reports, uh, you know, each, each quarter when these companies report, it's a report card. It's our ability to, you know, really reassess where we, we stand with each of the positions that we own. Another long-term holding in your core equity portfolio is Microsoft. The uh, stock rose to all-time highs this past week, announcing they've expanded the availability of their co-pilot AI assistant software to more consumers and small businesses and a 10-year strategic partnership with uh, Vodafone in Great Britain, deliver more AI and cloud services to customers in Europe and Africa. So they uh, uh, don't seem to be slowing down at all. No, they're a leader, and they, they have a, a, pro, a real product, a real offering, with real revenue and real profits. And uh, a lot of the AI is, is promised, uh, but, you know, Microsoft is, is proof. You know, they're, they're putting it into work, and they're, they're deriving revenue currently from, from AI. So, I think Microsoft is a leader and uh, continues to be a, a you know core holding in our portfolio. We've owned Microsoft for a long time, and uh, we will continue to hold it going forward here, Bob. Kind of ironic, despite the problems that Alaska Airlines had with that 737 MAX 9 jet with the tour blew out, they actually on Thursday ordered another 150 737 MAX jets for budding India-based airline Akasa Air. Um, now, again, this is a big uh, bounce for, for uh, Boeing stock, uh, pairing the weekly losses after two big weekly losses because of the Alaska Airlines problem. So apparently around the world, though, nobody's too worried about uh, about that uh, difficulty that Alaska Airlines had on that one jet. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to address it, and, you know, as these companies do, and they have problems. But uh, it just shows the power in airlines right now, Bob. And, again, we, we continue to, like, Transdime Group, uh, you know, headquartered out of Cleveland, symbol TDG. Uh, we they make a lot of the pieces, parts to go into these airplanes. They sell the Boeing, they sell the McDonnell Douglas, they sell the Airbus. Uh, you know, we we like Transdime, and we continue to be an investor there. Uh, you know, Boeing's a good company, uh, but we'll, we'll take Transdime over Boeing at this point. Now we talked about uh, recently the Baird Opportunity List a list of best stock ideas by the Barrett Stock Analysts. Barron's has their expert to stock picks, and other publications and companies do, too. What do you think about investors looking at these lists to uh, possibly make their own investments based on that? I think it's a great idea, Bob. You know, I, I, I'm always looking for the best ideas, and uh, I surely don't have a lock on them. Uh, there's a lot of great minds out there, and yeah, you know, I, I love reading this type of this time of year all these different ideas that the experts come out with, and then we dive in and do our homework, do our due diligence, and then check those ideas and find the best of the best. But uh, these lists are fun, and, and I think uh, you know they they give a good starting point for investors. Now, how can somebody get a hold of that Baird list? Can they call you and get that? Absolutely. Call in the office. Talk to Kevin. I know he's sent out quite a few the last few weeks, so he's he's been busy. I think the listeners have taken advantage of this list, and it's a good list to have in your hands. And I think once you see Baird's research, we have incredible intellectual intelligence, and uh, we're willing to share it. You know, this this research can be sent to you. Of course, we, we want to build relationships. We, we send it out with the hopes of building a relationship with, with people and working with you over time. But uh, we're pretty friendly, and, you know, when we say we'll send it to you, we'll send it to you. Just make it easy. 
Does give Kevin a call if he'd like this list. All you got to do is call the AKW Group here in Akron at 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476 and ask for that bared list of, of uh, quality stocks. You can also uh, talk to the guys there anytime you want. And the gals about the, oh, these are the kind of stocks we're talking about here. You got a question about a stock and even though you may not be a client just at this point, you can still call the AKW Group and they will talk to you about that. Uh, the service uh, to the public. 234-466-7476 for the AKW Group group in the Perlon here in Akron. Now, uh, uh, again, really quick uh, to talk about the building blocks for investment management that builds wealth. That's the basics that uh, you've put together over the years. What are some of those building blocks, quickly? Well, I think you need a process. Um, you know, a process is repeatable. I think you need a philosophy. I think you need strategy. You need tactics. Um, and, you, and you need to have discipline, common sense, and realistic expectation as you implement that. So, uh, we have a very detailed process, and we do it over and over, and you know, extremely disciplined. And we're willing to share that with anybody that wants to spend some time talking to us. Uh, you know, I think yeah, people would be very impressed with uh, what we built over the many, many years of managing money. Once again, Walt Sakara is the managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron. Two three four four six six seven four seven six. What's the forecast for this coming week? What's coming up on the agenda? A lot of earnings reports, economic data, and we continue to work hard, and we'll be back with you next Sunday, Bob. And again, you want to hear podcasts of this broadcast for today or the past broadcasts, check them out at the AKW Group website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com. And you can find that under the key, Here are the Difference section, 234-466-7476. Give them a call. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbus, symbol E-A-D-S-Y. Alaska Air Group, symbol A-L-K. Barnes & Noble Education, symbol B-N-E-D. The Boeing Company, symbol B-A. Buckle Inc., symbol B-K-E. Coca-Cola FEMSA, symbol K-O-F. Goldman Sachs Group, symbol G-S. McDonnell Douglas Corporation, symbol M-D. Microsoft Corporation, symbol M-S-F-T. Morgan Stanley, symbol M-S. PNC Financial Services, symbol P-N-C. Supermicro Computers, symbol SMCI. Taiwan Semiconductor, symbol TSM. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Transdyne Group Incorporated, symbol TDG. Truist Financial Corporation, symbol TFC. U.S. Bancorp, symbol USB. Vodafone Group, PLC, symbol VOD. And Wingstop Inc., symbol WING. Please note that Robert W. Barrett Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.